everybody. It's Amanda here at The Splendid Mess. Let's chat. Over the past week, we have become inundated with fruit flies. Last night, I shouted triumphantly when I trapped a small army of them in my homemade fruit fly trap. At the same time, my 12-year-old walked in and asked me, what are you doing? As only a 12-year-old can in their little snotty, sarcastic voice. And I explained that I had declared an all-out war on these fruit flies. And he nonchalantly says, well, it's a good thing they don't know that. And in the moment, I replied, I know, right? But then I started really thinking about it. What if they did figure out that I had declared war on them? From there, I had these horrific visions of swarms of fruit flies surprise attacking me. So if I don't release a new podcast episode next week, you'll know why. It was the revenge of the fruit flies. On a more serious note, my two toddlers have decided that the three billy goat scruff is their new favorite story. I mean, it's got cute fluffy goats and a smelly troll, all things toddlers love, right? Anyway, I have read this book on repeat for weeks now. It was just in the past couple of nights, though, that I started to really think about the goat's strategy. For those who may not be familiar with this story, it goes something like this. There's three billy goats and they're out eating grass on one side of the river, and they notice that the grass is indeed greener on the other side of the river, which I'm not sure is the best message to be sending, but that's beside this particular point. Anyway, they decide to go get that greener grass, but in order to get there, they have to cross over a bridge, and under the bridge lives a nasty goat-eating troll. The goats have a little powwow to decide on their strategy for crossing the bridge without getting eaten, and they come up with a pretty decent one, too. But it's totally counterintuitive to any parent. They decide to send the youngest, smallest billy goat across first. Now, for me, this goes against every parenting instinct known to man. (laughs) If you get on a plane, one of the things they tell you in their little safety spiel is that if there's an emergency, you put the oxygen mask on yourself first and then on your child. So you go first. If your child is afraid to do something, then you show them it's safe by doing it first. As parents, we want to protect our kids above all else. And usually that means that we go first. We go first into the dark room to make sure there's no monsters. I mean, I could go on and on with examples there. Anyways, back to the story. The littlest goat marches out onto the bridge And, of course, the troll tries to eat him. But the little goat pipes up and tells the troll that he should wait for his bigger, meatier brother. And the troll, thankfully, is greedy and agrees to let the little goat pass so that he can eat the bigger goat. The same thing happens with the middle goat. He tromps out on the bridge. Troll tries to eat him. Middle goat says, wait, wait, wait. I have a bigger, meatier brother. You should wait and eat him. And the troll lets him pass. So finally, the biggest billy goat gruff comes out and he tromps out onto the bridge and the troll, of course, comes out to try to eat him. But the big billy goat stands his ground, unafraid of the troll. And when the troll doesn't let him pass, the goat butts the troll off the bridge into the river and the troll is never seen again. And the three little billy goats go and grow fat and happy on the other side of the river, thus proving the point that the grass really is greener on the other side. I know, seriously, that's not what the whole book is about, but 
that's the message that I get every time I read it. Back to the bridge crossing strategy, though. I came to two conclusions. First, sometimes we have to do hard things on our own. Sometimes we have to let our kids do hard things on their own in order to grow, um, learn a new skill, or just to figure out how capable they are or how capable we are. It's not always easy, and sometimes it's quite terrifying, just as terrifying perhaps as facing down a real smelly goat-eating troll. But those moments do show us what we're capable of. The second conclusion I came to is the fact that the big billy goat had a plan. He understood this concept of facing down your fears on your own. He knew that his plan would work. But if it didn't, he knew he could rush in and save the day. It's important to trust that God or higher power, if you'd rather, is at work in the universe. And that there is a grand plan that he knows what he's doing, that when we feel alone and scared, facing down that troll on our own, that he's cheering us on, confident in our abilities, even when we aren't, but that he's also ready to come to the rescue should we need it. Children's books are powerful. And I would say you should never be too old to read a children's book. There's too many good things to ponder and lessons to learn. On one final thought, a fellow substacker by the name of Tobias writes a great publication called Self Mastery Sunday. And this past week, he wrote an excellent piece called Zero to One, Achieving Radical Transformation. And I highly recommend that you read it. Again, it's over on Substack. I'd like to share this one snippet that has been stuck in my head all week, though. And it's a quote. So, quote, You have a beautiful song inside you when you embark on the path. You hear the melody and you move towards the rhythm. Those around you only see dancing. They don't hear the beautiful song, so their perception is limited to seeing someone out of step with their own selves. This produces suspicion, cynicism, and doubt. They will cast this upon you, and the record might scratch. Try not to skip the beat. Ignore, click play, and keep dancing. End quote. When you've chosen a path that you love whether it's a job that you love that maybe people don't think you'd be good at or don't think you could make any money at or think that you should be doing something else or a hobby or traveling or learning something new. Maybe it's just deciding to be the happiest you can be in whatever circumstance you're in or stuck in. Uh, Stick with it. Don't pay attention to what other people might say or think. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what they think. It's not their path. It's your path. So keep dancing. Thank you for listening to this episode. If you'd like even more content, you can find me at The Splendid Mess on Substack. I usually post something new there uh, just about every weekday. Music for this episode is by Music Unlimited from Pixabay. Until next week, keep embracing your splendid mess.